Hello and welcome back to the Peter Mackay Motorsport Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode. I really hope that you enjoy listening to it. Today we're going to talk about uh, this afternoon's fantastic British Superbike Championship season finale uh, where the Brett Scott Reading uh, sealed in the last race of the year, sealed his British Superbike uh, Championship title in the first year of trying before he heads back off to world championship level to the world superbike paddock next year. Um, It's been an incredible season um, for the young Brett, for the 26-year-old. He's uh, he came into British superbikes having really been kind of chewed, chewed up and spat out by um, the the shark pit that is the Grand Prix paddock. Um, Winning for many many years was one of the youngest. Well, was the youngest ever. Uh, the youngest ever Grand Prix winner at 15 years old when he won at Donington Park in 2008, a circuit that's become a very happy hunting ground for him since then, Um, and nearly winning um, the Moto2 World Championship in 2013. In fact, held a very, very strong lead in that championship until a horror crash in uh, in Phillip Island where over Lukey Heights he came at high side straight over the front handlebars and ended up hurting his wrist really badly. One week later, um, tried to ride in the, the in Japan and was was taken out um, by another rider, and that was his that was his championship over, unfortunately. So, um, nevertheless, you know he went from um, he went into MotoGP in twenty fourteen and and spent four or five seasons on relatively uncompetitive machinery, sadly, um, and um, and 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 basically that was he lost his ride with the Aprilia factory team in MotoGP at the end of last year. Um, so he was left with the decision. There was no, there was no seats in World Superbike. There was no seats in MotoGP. So he he took on a he took on a challenge with British Superbikes, and a lot of people would say, well, surely this will be easy for a, a you know a ex World Championship, ex Grand Prix rider to come into the British Championship, and and he'll just come and clean the place up. Well, history has taught us in the British Superbike Championship that. Um, we've had a world superbike champion in uh, Sylvain Gintoli come into the series and do absolutely nothing. I think he had one win uh, and hardly any vi- other visits to the podium uh, when he he raced the uh, build based Suzuki. Um, so it's it's certainly not a guarantee when someone comes in from um, world superbikes or indeed um, MotoGP. I mean we've got Hector Barbera who's you know spent a long time in MotoGP and he can barely get in the points in British Superbikes. So it was definitely not a, a guarantee that Scott Redding would would be running at the front. And if he didn't run at the front, that could have been career over for him. So it was it was not without risk at all um, to to come into the British Championship. You know, to coming onto a lot of circuits he's never ever ridden at before um, a very different character of circuit that we have here in the United Kingdom you know circuits like Ulton Park where it really flows and uh, it's when it's up and down and uh, very very technical um, you have well the weather the weather's another thing a lot of cold weather wet, wet weather um, you've got Knock Hill which is a very very um, quirky little circuit so very very different to the wide open expanses of um, the Grand Prix um, World Championship calendar but also you've got to think about the differences in the bike so since Scott was 
since he was 13 or 14 years old he's been riding Grand Prix prototype machinery so even when he was in 125 uh, CC championship and the junior classes there he was you know that's a that's still a, a form of prototype bike then he went into the Modo 2 championship in 2010 uh, and you know that's that's also a prototype and then in MotoGP of course yeah, that's the the most exotic bikes in the world uh, racing MotoGP so what he's been used to is, you know, the tyres as well, you know, Bridgestone tyre and Michelin tyre um, used in MotoGP, carbon fibre brakes. There's so many different, I mean, massive electronic um, difference. In British Superbike, there's virtually no electronics at all. Um, uh, certainly no rider aid electronics. So traction control is banned in British Superbike. That's something you do have in MotoGP. Um, launch control, likewise, is something you have in MotoGP, not in uh, not in British superbikes, um, and you know traction control, anti wheelie. These are all things that make a big, big difference to the character of a of a motorcycle. And the fact that he's going from a prototype bike to a production based bike, a production based bike will feel quite soft compared to the prototype bikes that he's been used to to to, to riding. So the the switch that he's made over this season to come in. Uh, and and win races at you know places like Knock Hill on the first time of asking that shows proper adaptability um to 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 do that and to race against somebody in Josh Brooks who himself has had a wonderful season actually narrowly missing out on the title by just five points but Josh Brooks is somebody who's a former champion in 2015 with the um Milwaukee Yamaha team on the then new Yamaha R1 um you know he's he's a guy who knows his knows all the circuits inside out um knows the bikes knows the tires knows all of these things um raced in the series for a very very long time nearly i think about 10 years or so now for for josh brooks so for reading to come into that that paddock and and do what he's done this year has has impressed me a, a massive amount that i mean this um this this weekend he um he knew that he he had to create a buffer uh in the showdown sit in the showdown uh, part of the season so Basically, the showdown part of the season is the last three race, the last three race meetings of the year. So we had a we had two races at Assen in Holland, um, when British Superbikes go on their go on their annual holidays, um, and then we had two but two races at Donington Park, uh, and then a, a triple header three races at um, Brands Hatch. And historically, Josh Brooks has been absolutely dominant uh, at Brands Hatch in British Superbikes and. This this weekend was no different. He won all three races and has won seventeen times at the Brands Hatch circuit. And so, I think Scott Redding always knew that that was coming from Josh Brooks. That was what was you know the smart money was on Brooks winning these races. So he knew that he had to use his experience of Assen, which is one of his favourite circuits, um, a circuit he'll have been racing on since he was a since he was a teenager, and also Donington Park, a circuit that's been very very kind to him over the years. And earlier in the year, had done a done a treble victory um, it, it, at Donington Park when we, we went back there um, earlier in the season. So, But Reddit and Reading did exactly that. He won both races at Assen, he won both races at Donington Park and came into this weekend at Bransatch with a 29-point lead. You think quite comfortable, but he needed to be on the podium every single race with Brooks winning. He had to be right there, he had to be right behind him and that is exactly what he did. He had a slightly poor qualifying, worrying qualifying, um, ended up ninth on the grid, 
but and and no, no, all year he's really struggled with his starts. Again, that might be because he's you know used to using a MotoGP bike with a launch control system, whereas the British Superbikes here it's um it's through the seat of the pants really, um and you know he's 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 had to all all weekend he's had to carve through the pack, uh, and he's done that con- controlled. He's not put any hard moves on people. No no big risks at all, and so. Um, Redding's done, and he never even looked stressed. He never looked panicked. He just, he just very, very quietly um, and professionally went about the job and 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 closed, uh, you know, closed closed it off. So, um, it's been a yeah a, a very very interesting weekend to watch. Not necessarily fading banging racing really this uh, this weekend. I mean, Josh Brooks has been he's been pretty clear out on his own, but uh, but intriguing nonetheless. And one mistake from either of them, and it was over. Um, so uh, quite extraordinary to 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 watch. Josh Brooks, as I say, I mentioned he uh, he did all he could. You know, he 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 hung on to hung on to Reading through the first couple of rounds of the the showdown at Assen and and Donington Park. Did all that he could, and um, and then knew that a brand such that he could make up some ground. And boy, did he do that! Stuck it on pole with a good with a up with a healthy margin, and then won all th- all three races and I think for um, you know Josh Brooks has had a fantastic season and when he comes back uh, next year the same bike same team everything um, I think he's going to take some beating in the British Championship next year it'll be interesting to see who his teammate is uh, in the uh, Paul Bird Motorsport um, Ducati team um, there's lots of names being thrown around for that ride it's a very very coveted ride now because well, it's Scott Redding's championship-winning bike that you're that you're going on to. Um, there's been talk of Leon Camier coming out of the World Superbike paddock. He's a former, um, a former British champion. In fact, he won the championship in such convincing fashion that they created the showdown system <laughs> as a result to stop the um, the championship being won early. Um, Leon Haslam has talked about coming back to the British Championship as well. He's a you know he won the title. Um, he won the title last year uh, in 2018, so he might be back. And well, um, so that I think that's. Uh, but whoever does, no matter what their caliber is, whoever comes into that team, they will have a very, very difficult job indeed to um, to 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 beat Josh Brooks, who has has actually had to change teams a number of times over the last few years. So this is the first year in quite a long time where he'll have that continuity um, to come back into the. Come come back into the season um, with with the same bike and team around him and get you know put the climb on that bike like you're putting on a pair of of, of comfy uh, of comfy slippers. So watch out for for Josh Brooks next year. Speaking of next year and the bikes, um, you know Ducati this year have been absolutely dominant um, between Josh Brooks and um, Scott Redding and the Paul Bird uh, the right red Ducatis and Tommy Bridewell on their heroic Moto Rapido Oxford Racing Products um, Ducati one bike team ran by a, a dealer Moto Rapido Ducati uh, and they've been you know Bridewell's been right there biting at the heels of Josh Brooks and Scott Redding all season long so clearly the Ducati has been the the bike to have uh, this this year However, next year there is talk that the new BMW S1000RR that was introduced uh, with the Tyco team and the Smiths team um, in the middle of the season, that bike, once it's been fully developed over the winter, uh, that bike apparently could be uh, a real contender next year. And that would be fantastic to see the two Tyco, um, the TAS Tyco BMW team being up there 
the Smiths being BMW team being up there because the Ducati someone they need <laughs> they, we need somebody to go and challenge those um, those Bologna bullets because they are pretty dominant and particularly at Brands Hatch this weekend I mean locking out the podium in all three races um, so and it's very strange because the British Superbike rules really should prevent that from happening um, you know with the the electronics and the cost control and all that kind of thing but sometimes it can happen where we saw this with the Yamaha R1 in its first year you know Josh Brooks um, absolutely cleared away with the uh, uh, with 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 the title so um, let's wait and see it would be brilliant to to get uh, to get that, uh, to get have get a bit more competition up at the front, and who knows, we might have a new. You never know. This might be the year that we get a new Honda. You never know, <laughs> um, to replace the aging uh, current Fireblade. But let's uh, let's wait and see um, how how that goes. Well, I hope you've uh, enjoyed this little episode uh, talking a bit about um, some of the the, the the championship protagonists, um, Scott Redding and Josh Brooks. Um, you know, they're going to go off in two different two different directions. Brooks, but return back to the BSB paddock and go for his his second title. Scott Redding, he's going to go off to the World Superbike Championship. He goes to uh, Valencia on Tuesday once he's got over his hangover tomorrow uh, after his big uh, championship winning party. Um, he goes to Valencia on Tuesday to do his first test on the World Superbike spec uh, Ducati Panigale. So that will be fascinating. It'll be interesting. I'm not sure if it's a test on his own or with um, teammate Chaz Davies. We'll need to wait and see. Um, but I think actually Scott Redding's um, the departure out of BSB into the World Superbike paddock um, will really be quite a shot in the arm for the series and we're going to see a lot of things getting shaken up in World Superbike next year um, because um, you're going to see Alex Lowe's coming into the same team uh, as Jonathan Ray on the Kawasaki that is going to be fascinating I can't wait to see how Alex Lowe's gets on after having a you know good experience he's been in World Superbike since 2014 so he's got the experience behind him to, to mount a championship challenge and that's certainly a bike to do it on um, we've got the the young hope, the Turkish hope, top rack Razgati Oglu going on to the Yamaha. Um, you know we're going to have Reading on the on the Ducati. Who knows how how that will go? So I think it's just what the series needs. It's a real shot in the arm for the the series. And we never know. We might have this all singing, all dancing Honda that Alvaro Batista is going to going to be riding. So um, I think that will be that will be fascinating to watch. No doubt about it. So. Thank you very much um, for for listening to this episode. Um, I hope you enjoyed that little recap of the the British Superbike um, season finale at Brands Hatch uh, today. Um, don't forget, you can subscribe to our show um, on our provider Podbean or iTunes or whatever your preferred podcast platform is. Uh, and if you subscribe, you get a little notification comes up on your phone whenever a new episode is published. Um, please do get, get in contact with me at the show, either via Facebook, which is uh, the Peter Mackay Motorsport Podcast. There is my Twitter, which is at Mackay Podcast. Uh, Instagram, uh, at Peter Mackay Motorsport. And you can do it the old-fashioned way. You can go on my website, which is www.petermackaymotorsport.com. So I look forward to, to hearing from you. Thanks very much for tuning in, and I look forward to speaking to you again very soon.